0: No screaming on roller coasters as Japanese theme parks are reopening. And a new study finds beards may have evolved so that men could take a punch to the head. And a pair of men hired for a man's broom sexual fantasy turn up in the bedroom at the wrong address with machetes. These are the weird stories for Thursday. This is Weird AF News. That's right. You're listening to the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm. My name is Joan. <laughs> I can't even get it out. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. Yay! No screaming on the roller coasters as Japan opens their theme parks. Japanese theme park associations have released some guidelines to prevent the spread of coronavirus upon reopening the parks. They're suggesting that there's a no screaming rule on the roller coasters. How are you going to enforce that, Japan? People scream uncontrollably on these damn things. Have you not seen what goes on? This is like you don't understand human nature or something. No screaming. on. (laughs) Tokyo Disney Resort and Universal Studios Japan have been closed since late February. A lot of our theme parks have been closed, yeah. Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Shinzo, he's lifted a nationwide state of emergency after a sharp decrease in the number of coronavirus cases in Japan. Yeah, I I saw that. And it was making me wish I stayed in Japan instead of coming to the U.S., where it seems like the cases are only going up. (laughs) The East Japan and West Japan theme park associations have prepared a document entitled... Guidelines to prevent the spread of infection of the novel coronavirus at our fun-ass theme parks. It's not its not completely called that, you know, but I added something for flavor. Here are some of the measures in the document. How will you make the theme park safe and still have a ball with your family? That's what I want to know. The measures include restricting the number of people in the theme parks. Okay, that makes sense. Restricting the people on the rides at one time. Oh, goodness, that's just going to make the lines longer. You know, you get a 30-seat roller coaster and then you're only letting 10 people on. Now I got to wait three times the amount of time I normally wait. They're going to check the guests' temperatures at the entrances of the parks. I think that should happen. You should be checking guests' temperatures wherever they're going. And that's not happening in the U.S. for some reason. I don't know. Are these little temperature gauges so goddamn expensive and hard to get that nobody has them in the U.S.? I haven't seen one of them. When I was traveling in Asia, I saw them all over the place. Every time I got into an airport, every time I entered customs, and even entering some stores, I witnessed uh, a friend of mine get her eyebrows done, and they took her temperature before they allowed her to get her eyebrows done. That makes sense. Someone's about to be very close to your face. They want to make sure you're not sick. But I'm not seeing these temperature gauges anywhere in the U.S. If I went to a massage or a dentist even, they wouldn't even have these temperature gauges. This makes no sense to me. These things are probably $5, $10 from China. Just get some temperature gauges. What is wrong with you? Anyways, I need to calm down. In addition, what else is going on? The theme parks are asked to keep the windows and the doors open for better ventilation, of course, while the use of face masks and cashless payments are also encouraged. By the way, can you spread the disease with cash? I'm wondering. Now I'm scared. Visitors should please buy the tickets in advance. An admission should be denied to people with fevers. Yeah. Well, if you're buying, how are you going to know they have fevers if they're buying their tickets online? Well, you figure it out. You, you zap them with the gun. The staff, including those in costume, should refrain from hugging and other physical contact with guests. What theme park staff are just hugging the customers? I want to know. I've, I've never been hugged at the theme park. It's like, hey, I'm waiting for my roller coaster. Hey, you want to sit in the front or the back, sir? I'd like to sit in the back because I'm a baller. All right, we got it. we got an opening in the back, sir. Bring it in. Bring it in. Let's hug. No, stay away from me, staff. You shouldn't be hugging me. I guess they must mean like, oh, when you're like one of the Disney employees and you're, you're like Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse, you're dressed up as one of these characters. You can't hug the guests and have contact. Oh, how are you going to keep the kids from running up and squeezing your knees? This is what kids do when they see Mickey and Minnie. They go bananas. They run up to them. Oh, depending on the age, they're all over these characters. How are you going to stop them from doing that? Oh, my goodness. Is Mickey going to be wearing a mask, too, over that outfit? Jeez, what's going on? You know what? Just don't go to Disney at this point. It's not going to be any fun for the kids anyways. For roller coasters and other conveyance-style attractions, the advice is as follows. Have the guests wear masks. And urge them to refrain from shouting and screaming. Well, good luck with that, Japan, because I don't know how you stop people from shouting and screaming on a damn roller coaster. It's almost as though you have no understanding of how the items in your park work. Uncontrollable screaming and shouting. That's what these rides are are intended to do. You're not even recognizing the purpose of your machinery in the park, you dummies. And by the way, wearing masks on these rides—I mean, people are going to hyperventilate and pass the hell out. That's what's going to happen here. This is a bad idea. If you feel like you can't handle a ride in general, don't even go. Okay? If if your normal roller coaster routine is, uh, you know, you feel like you're having a heart attack, you can't handle them, don't go now because they're going to make you wear a mask and you're going to have a real tough time breathing on these things and you're going to pass out. This is going to be a bad combination here. It's not just roller coasters that this protocol applies to. It's also recommended that visitors refrain from shouting and screaming at the indoor attractions and the character shows. Well, that's just, you know, some of these people get drunk at the theme park. That's what that is. I mean, you can't blame us there. A lot of us, you know, you see these families. The poor dad, he just had to shell out, you know, $200 for a lunch at Disney. You know, those bottles of, those bottles of vitamin water are like $18 at Disney. You know, The dad just wants to get drunk. And forget the day, you know? So if he's crying in the corner and screaming, just let him. Let the guy deal with this, this, you know, with his money just leaving his pockets like in an, like, a crazy, over-exaggerated fashion. Oh, and lastly, ghosts and scary figures of the haunted houses in these theme parks should maintain a healthy distance from the visitors. I don't know how you're going to inject some fear into the people when they enter your haunted maze or your haunted mansion. If you can't get anywhere near them, what are you going to scare them from 25 feet away? This isn't going to work. You guys should just keep it, keep it closed. I know Disney is just bursting at the seams here. They want to get their stuff going. They want to get operations in order, but this is just going to be a terrible experience to the people going there. I think the theme parks, just wait till everything can go back to normal. How long is it going to take a year? Yeah, we'll just eat it for a year. Why don't you, you know, I'm so I'm so pissed off. I'm so sorry, guys. I, I think I really need to get high and go to Legoland to blow off some steam. <laughs> beards evolved so that men could take a punch to the head, a new study finds. Men sporting big, bountiful beards might have a reason to feel more confident. And not just because women might be more sexually attracted to guys who can grow these beards. I don't know why women are so sexually attracted to the bearded people. I can't grow a beard myself and I'm jealous. Research shows that flowing facial hair might have evolved to help fight hungry humans better absorb blows to the head and the face, according to a new study that was published in the Journal of Integrative Organismal Biology. Wow, organismal, that's a word? No idea. The findings are the culmination of several research projects by the same team on human resilience, including experiments on the ability of the human face to take a punch and the human hands' of efficacy as melee weapons—big words in these science articles—but I'm plowing through, guys. That's why I make the big bucks. <laughs> Recording in a closet. Here's a quote from one of these nerds that did the experiment. Is my impression of a nerd? Um. Yeah. We uh. We uh. He, uh, we, uh, she, uh we, we, we found that fully furry, uh, furry samples were capable of absorbing uh, much more energy than than plucked or sheared, uh, facial hair samples. <laughs> Yeah, we did that. Okay, nerd, thank you. Fortunately, no humans were punched in the face in the name of science. Instead, this team of nerds, they built a composite skull made out of epoxy, whatever the hell that is. They covered it in several styles of sheepskin. I guess that's to imitate various styles of facial hair. One was a plucked beard, a trimmed beard, and then a full-on bushy mutton chop beard. To replicate a punch, the scientists dropped a weight on the chin and they measured the force via load cell. Okay. The scientists found that peak force was 16% greater and total energy absorbed was 37% greater in the furry examples compared to the plucked samples. Yeah, no shit. Okay, so you figured out that... A fluffy, bushy beard absorbs more uh, more of a blow to the face. I mean, that just seems like common sense to me. How much money did you spend on this? <laughs> what did you do with all that money? And just find out something that we already knew? This happens again and again. I'm just so blown away by what science is wasting their time on. Remember the story I did about the scientists who who discovered that sharks like classical music? They were <laughs> "What are you doing?" Oh, boy. Wow, these nerds really got into it, though. Specifically, the um, the uh, tough tufts on the face acted as shock absorbers, and they dispersed the energy generated by a punch just enough to prevent the fragile jaw from fracturing. <laughs> Researchers concluded—what's the conclusion? Something that we already knew? That the beard may function similarly to the mane of a lion or even a baboon. Quote, Serving to protect the vital areas like the throat and the jaw from lethal attacks. I don't know. I have reservations about this. I don't think the beard evolved for that. I think it was to keep people warm, you know? Early humans had no clothes, right? Didn't, isn't that why we have fur on our bodies in the first place? We came from some monkey that needed – it was covered in fur, right? It has no clothes. We kept going. No clothes. We kept some of that hair. Some of us kept way more than than, than they needed. <laughs> you know the ones. You got you know the ones you guys that need a back shaving. Wow. Hey, I feel bad for you people, really. I have a very hairless body. I have a, the body of a of a 16-year-old Asian boy. <laughs> I'm ridiculous. What's my point? My point is like you know, the the hair is to is to keep the body warm, right? I mean, I highly doubt there's a beard there to protect our chin from a lethal attack. <clears throat> really? You think a chin, the, like hair on the chin is going to stop a spear from going through your throat? Like, what do you think this came from? I'm not a scientist. I'm just saying this is what I, this is the, this is like the my inclination here, you know? I'm probably stupid. Any scientists out there want to call and tell me that I'm wrong? Call the show, 646 2012 Oh, man, you guys with your beards, so jealous. So jealous. Everybody loves a good beard. Although, I I mean, I, I'm seeing people grow the beards up like nuts during this lockdown. And, man, it's a little unkempt these days. So, guys, if you're growing a beard during the lockdown, I know even though you're not going to be around anybody, you know, get your beard together, man. You know, I see you on Zoom. All right? Trim it up a little bit. Make it smell nice. Huh? Put some beard oil in there. Cultivate it. All right? Protect your throat. Yay! Two men were hired for one man's broom-related sexual fantasy, and they turned up at the wrong address with machetes. Two men snuck into a bedroom with machetes after being hired to carry out a stranger's sexual fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. They only entered the home to discover they had the wrong address completely. (laughs) This is a very strange sexual fantasy. Is is this some sort of sexual service that you could just order the strangest thing you want off a website? Yes, I would like two men with machetes to uh, break into my home. Uh, I'll give you the code to the front door because I don't want you to break. I, I had some um, new work done on it, and please leave it in place. Yeah, don't break down the door. Very expensive door. I want you to uh, break in with machetes and stroke me with a broom. Yes, I'll be in my underwear. Tie oh, oh tie me up as well. Tie me up, and then uh, after you're done, go downstairs and make four hot pockets and come over and put make them very very hot and put them on my nipples. Okay, put them right on like I want a burning nipple from the hot pocket sensation. Like this is out. This is like so specific this sexual fantasy. The pair of people from Sydney, Australia, made their apologies and left the startled victim's bedside as soon as they realized they were at the wrong home. <laughs> you got to make sure you get the, the address right during stuff like this, okay? This isn't the delivery of a pizza that you might screw up, okay? That's an easy apology. But, you know, to show up with machetes and tie up the wrong person and stroke them with a broom, this, seems... <laughs> this is very – make sure you get that address right is what I'm saying, okay? You need to double-check. Maybe scope out the house first. I don't know. Do a stakeout for several days before you go in with machetes and tie the person up. I mean, where where does this even happen? The arrangements apparently with this guy were made on Facebook. um, And it involves engaging in sexual fantasies and role-playing. He sent his address before he later updated it after moving his home 30 miles away. Oh, so he put in the request and then moved? You can't do that. You can't be like, hey, I'd like to order... Uh, two men with machetes to uh, insert a broom up my butt. Um, can you schedule that for 45 days from now? And then you move? The resident of the home where the men mistakenly turned up told police that when he noticed a light on in his lounge at 6 a.m., he assumed it was a friend who visits daily to make coffee. Well, you have a friend who just shows up at your house and makes you coffee? What kind of what kind of lifestyle do you have? That's just amazing. I wish I had a friend that showed up and made me coffee at 6 a.m. That would be outstanding. Um, I can't find somebody to drive me to the damn airport. He said he called out he called out the name of the person that usually arrives to make coffee and after hearing a voice asking "Is your name Kevin?" the man said he turned his light on to see two men he did not recognize standing next to his bed both holding machetes. "Are you Kevin? We're here with the machetes in the broom." A conversation ensued in which the pair repeatedly sought to establish whether he was Kevin, each time being told, No, I'm not Kevin, and are you here to make coffee or not? (laughs) At one point, one of them asked, Are you sure you're not Kevin? As we were told to come to this address and pick up Kevin. Eventually, accepting their error, the duo then left with one saying, Sorry, mate. (laughs) That was pretty good. Sorry, mate. And shaking the resident's hand while the other simply said goodbye. (laughs) This was the police report. Very, very detailed. You shook their hands. Imagine two people break into your house with machetes and then you shake their hands. Sorry, sorry, wrong house. <laughs> this guy had a really good attitude about it. And this is before having his morning coffee. I got to tell you, I'm pretty ornery before my morning coffee. I wouldn't be so, like, pleased and friendly to two guys in my bedroom with, with machetes. The intended client called the men soon after to check on their whereabouts, at which point they realized their error. The two men and their driver eventually arrived at the correct address, where the would-be customer spotted spotted one had a great big knife in his trousers. What? The customer told him not to bring the weapons inside. They were left in the car. He said, I didn't order weapons. Okay. <laughs> the men entered the correct property, and then the client began cooking bacon, eggs, and noodles. <laughs> And then one of the guys fell asleep on the couch. Well, this was the sexual fantasy didn't even play out then. They show up and they're like, "Hey man, I'm sorry man, we, you know, we went to the wrong house. I got to tell you. Look at the video of this guy. This guy, we went to your <laughs> He was a nice guy, but this this wasn't you, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm starving, man. After that after going to the wrong house, can you make us some eggs and bacon? <laughs> the police arrived at the other property and arrested these people, apparently. Wow, this whole thing is just unbelievable. Uh, and you know the fact that this exists—that you can order such things—it says in the article that these kinds of services, for these kinds of services, people are willing to pay five thousand dollars. It's really—I'll come to your house with a machete for five thousand dollars and stroke you with a broom. I'll totally do that. I have no problem with that. I'm not gonna do any other weird shit with you, but I'll stroke you with—I'll <laughs> stroke you with a broom. <laughs> just like make sure you give me the damn right address, all right? I'm not just gonna show up anywhere, okay? I don't know whose house I'm in. People have guns, maybe not in Australia where they're not, guns are disallowed. But if you did this in the US, you'd be shot in the face. (laughs) Your machete ain't protecting you. Wow. You know, it's like yesterday, the flip flops fetish, and now this. It's just people are into the weirdest shit. Are you guys into any weird stuff like this? I want to hear about it. You call the show. You can leave me a message anonymously. You tell me some of that weird stuff you're into. I want to hear it. 646 450 2012. Send some pics. Just kidding. No pics. No pics. Roller coaster of love. Say what? I love that roller coaster song. I wanted to sing it so badly in the um, in the story, but I refrained from doing so. Sometimes I just gotta control my urge to sing. I'm sorry, guys. I know some of you can't stand my singing. So, well, you know, you could listen to the other Daily Weird News podcast that's hosted by a comedian. Oh my bad, there isn't one. <laughs> I'm such an ass. I know. Forgive me. Hey, I want to give some love here. Cassandra Inglesby sends me articles all the time. She sent me that beard article, which is awesome. So thank you, Cassandra. I appreciate you. also want to give a shout out to Annie. Um, if you guys notice that new intro I have on the podcast, well, Annie's a, a successful singer from Toronto. Check out her uh, her portfolio on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Annie Kim's music slash videos. And then she's got an Instagram, Annie dot vocal portfolio on instagram yeah so check her out and follow her listen to some of her stuff she's got a she's got a beautiful voice and she sent me some really awesome little clips like that and i'm going to publish some more of those big shout out to annie um if you guys have any talent that you have that you want to you know let me know about i could i could use uh (laughs) i will put you to use yes jk jk guys um no but seriously if you want to contribute to the show if there's anything that you do. Uh, do you, anyone know anything about SEO? I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to make this website. I'm trying to make a website. I suck, okay? I'm watching YouTube videos. I thought I could do it. Uh, it's a struggle every day. Um, maybe I shouldn't be so damn high when I'm doing it. I don't know. Um, but uh, anyways, big, big thanks to everybody who's contributed to the show in any way. Uh, and if you want to send me any more articles, any of you can. Feel free. It's funnyjones at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram at funnyjones, on Twitter at funnyjones, on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. These are the places. You can send me a donation if you'd like to buy me a cup of coffee at funnyjones at gmail.com. That's my PayPal. Or you can join the Patreon. Uh, Today is the day I'm going to be uploading a bonus episode that I recorded yesterday with my buddy, comedian Dave Neal, who's very funny. And we did some, yeah, we did about an hour of bonus. Uh, bonus material, so you can get that on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Weird AF News. Support the show, as many have. Uh, keep it going. Um, what else did I want to say? I think that's about it. Yeah, I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, some of the segments went long as they are. Tomorrow's Friday, which is very exciting because you know what happens on Friday. Florida Fridays. That's right, only on Weird AF News. We'll be doing the weirdest segments from this week in Florida. I haven't even looked at them yet. I'm sure there's some... Just shenanigans going on in Florida, as you know. You have time to send me some Florida articles if you'd like to. You have the email address and all the others. So if you find something, send it on over. I appreciate you. Talk to you tomorrow.